Welcome to the Declutter Empress Radio Podcast, a podcast to help you create a functional space wherever you roam. I am your host, Daria, and today we will discuss how to make your home your oasis. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of Declutter Empress Radio. I am your host, Daria. How we doing out there? And Happy New Year. Can I still say that? It's the end of the month, I know. It's okay. How are we doing with those resolutions out there? If anything, I have resolved not to make any resolutions. How about that? But if you have, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I'll tell you what has been on my mind is the way that we go about thinking on the traditional route of decluttering. Well, um, there isn't anything wrong with the traditional methods and routes that are taken. I thought about the way that they always don't work for everyone. So here's my approach to creating a system that embraces spontaneous ways of decluttering to transform your oasis space with openness, improvisation, and lots of energy. Hey, it's still the beginning of the year. Come on, let's pump it up. Pump it up. All right, I'll chill for now. First is to prioritize items that bring you joy, inspiration, and positive energy. Keep these items as they're your source for what makes you happy and creates an uplifting space. It can be candles, books, photographs, blankets, anything really that uplifts you because you're living in this space. You've probably seen these where they have the digital photo frames that you can get that feature a collection of photographs that you've taken. You can definitely get these pictures off of your phone. So it's worth it to upload them. And it's fun because you may be sitting around or working or something, doing anything really. And all of a sudden you glance up and you see this beautiful frame that just transforms into different events and photographs from places you've been or defining moments in your lives, anything. Another thing is to be spontaneous. You don't always have to plan for a decluttering day or a time. Allow spontaneity to guide you. This, believe me, will not only prevent fatigue and dread of having to do this, like, all right, I'm going to have one big day of cleaning out my closet. No, no, no. You want to do something else besides that. Letting your decluttering days be spontaneous will lead you to organize an area that needs attention on the spot. Like I said, you don't have to plan this day all of the time. For example, if you know that there are a couple of eating spaces that you and your family often enjoy eating at, why not have a space for coasters in these areas? No, you don't have to necessarily go out and buy any. Use what you have. This way, less cleanup is necessary to save precious time. Or you have areas where you like to read and journal, but you have so many notebooks and books stacked up at a time. How about organizing the space on the spot by shelving the books you don't read often 
and placing only those you do or new ones in this space. And I just thought about it. Organizing books goes the same for digital clutter. For books, for example, I use this app called the Libby app where I check out books from the local library. And there's a space where you can check out the books that you're currently reading. And it has a place where you can tag or create wish lists for future books you want to read. So it's out of the way. This is helpful in not seeing 12 books on your shelf at a time. So this way you won't get overwhelmed. This also goes for children's toys having a space in the living room or wherever it is that you spend the most time. You can have a space for where you put their toys after they're done playing. So if they're spread out all over the living room, at least you can organize it on the spot without being overwhelmed with end of the night cleanup when everybody has to get up in the morning. Again, this is a dynamic way to keep decluttering fresh and exciting and not overwhelming. The point is to let these items organize themselves organically. There are a few places in my home even where I, like I said earlier, love to read and write. I have a place where my gel pens live. I love a gel pen, y'all. There are a set of pens and small writing pads or index cards in each of these areas when I want to jot things down. This way, I know where these items are at all times. I don't have to run looking for them as they're in a cute little mug that's out of the way and it blends in with the rest of my furniture. The question to ask yourself is, where do you use these items in your home most frequently? Even if you have a cute little glass or cup holder of water by your reading desk or an end table by your bed, have these items accessible. This way you won't have to keep running to the bathroom, interrupting your sleep every five hours or so, (laughs) if that's a thing, if, if that's a thing. Or even stuff like dusting your computer. Why have that dust off can in some far off place in a cabinet? Instead, you can put things like a microfiber cloth near your desk or even Q-tips in a cute glass or a container. So this way you can quickly dust off your computer, again, making it easy to access with this organic way of doing it. I love focusing on how things make me feel when I walk into my space. What type of energy are these items giving off? And I have this saying that whatever I bring in, something else must go out. And I would also add that Before even bringing anything in, I consider what will this bring or disturb? What will this item bring or disturb in my house or in my office? Everything that I have must be in harmony with what I love about my space. For example, I love the smell of the spa. It conjures up thoughts of relaxation no stress, joy, peace. I love the smell of lavender too. I appreciate a carnation. I love the artificially colored. I don't know if they're artificially colored or not. I would imagine they are when I see them in blue because it reminds me of blue skies, which is one of my favorite things because it reminds me of taking 
a nature walk or walks in the spring and the summer. And lastly, it's important to know how certain objects in your home make you feel. What sort of emotions does it draw out of you? Like, I love the sorting method, but as I stated earlier, it doesn't work for everyone. So instead, focus on categorizing items by the emotions you feel upon seeing them even. Do you feel empowered, nostalgic, freeing? Prioritize these emotions. This way, you're giving the item a unique emotional value. And I know it sounds strange, but it's the truth because think about how you feel when you see those photographs. It jogs a memory, good or bad or sad, any of those emotions. And this helps you to determine whether you want to keep it around. These objects create depth or completeness in your space so that you won't feel the need to constantly go out and buy stuff. But I will tell you what is having me in the mood to buy stuff. The deep freeze we are experiencing so far, I'm finally defrosting. But uh, it's still a bit chilly where I am, so I'm off to grab a cup of hot cocoa and cozy on up by my virtual fireplace. But aside from that, these are just a few ways to transform your space for spontaneity, positive energy flow, and emotional resilience without going the traditional route. You don't have to follow all of the rules all of the time. I hope that these tips help you on your journey. And remember, decluttering is not a destination. It is a lifestyle that is sustainable. And until next time, take great care of yourselves and live clutter-free. I'll talk with you soon. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening to the Declutter Empress Radio Podcast. My name is Daria. If you enjoyed this episode, I would like you to do two things. One, share it with a friend, a family member, or anyone who you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. And two, feel free to leave a rating or a comment. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, take great care of yourselves and live clutter-free. Talk with you soon.